This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us is here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining me as always. It is the final part of... Part 8 of the Dynasty Stock Report Summer Series, where I've been going through every single division and every single relevant fantasy player from every single team in each division, talking stock up, stock down, stock neutral, who I'd be buying, who presents good value right now in Dynasty and all fantasy uh, settings as well. If you have missed any of the first seven episodes last week, I touched upon every single NFC team This week, now this is the fourth and final part of me going through every single AFC division, team by team, player by player. Please go back and listen to them. Uh, They're all 20 to 25 minute podcasts, really short, easy listens where we kind of get to expand here a little bit at Saturday, Sunday, and talk about the NFL guys where we usually are mostly focusing on the college guys, transition into the NFL guys, the underclassmen in college. But this is our opportunity to give you guys another voice, another opinion on these guys uh, for your dynasty leagues, uh, for the upcoming you know redraft leagues, best ball leagues, whatever it might be in terms of uh, fantasy formats that you play in here and we just greatly look forward to this each year i know it's one of my favorite uh series to do because it kind of gives me an opportunity to share my thoughts on on players that i don't really get a chance to ever talk about too much besides in the context of maybe when a rookie gets drafted by a certain team in the depth chart and stuff like that so it's a lot of fun hopefully you guys are enjoying them uh, if you are, please go rate, review, and subscribe. Reach out to me on Twitter. Let me know you're liking them. Ask me questions on anything. Uh, always enjoy interacting with you guys. So let's kick off the final part with the AFC West. I'm going to start, as always, alphabetical. So we're going to start with the Denver Broncos. I'm going to say stock down on Joe Flacco. The reason I'm going to say stock down on Joe Flacco is they they brought him over, but then they invested a second-round pick in Drew Locke, who most people – Thought they were looking at in round one. Most people thought it was going to be a round one guy. I think Drew Locke is going to get every opportunity, whether it's late in his rookie year or the start of his second year, to be the starting quarterback in Denver. <clears throat> so I don't think Drew, I don't think Joe Flacco has much long-term value there in Denver. And I think in terms of his fantasy production, we've kind of seen Joe Flacco recently over the years. We're talking a low QB2 type at his best. Uh, you know. And especially in Denver, they're going to run the ball a lot. Young wide receivers, I don't see much more than low QB2 or QB3 value there uh, for Joe Flacco. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock neutral on Phillip Lindsay, but with the caveat that I can see his workload going down a little bit. So some people might want to say stock down. He hasn't fully uh, got back on the field from his wrist injury yet. So that's an issue. And, you know, they still believe a lot in Royce Freeman, who I'll just say right now, I have a stock up on Royce Freeman. I think he's going to get every opportunity to turn that into more of an even timeshare. But I do think Philip Lindsay, while maybe stocked down from where he was at the end of last year, I still think there's opportunity for him to be a really good RB2 in PPR leagues. Because I don't think Lindsay needs as many touches as maybe he saw at games last year. I think if he's a guy who's in that 13 to 14 touch range and he's catching three or four or five passes. I think his receiving totals can go up if they have more of an even timeshare this year. So I think that's where he's 
he can lose overall production in terms of his rushing totals. I think his receiving numbers can go off as a check down option, as a weapon on screens and wheel routes out of the backfield. So I do think his overall production may go down a little bit, but I still think he could produce RB2 value in PPR leagues. So I'm going to say stock neutral on Philip Lindsay, but I would understand people being a little hesitant and saying stock down. Royce Freeman is intriguing, guys. They invested a third round pick in him. Obviously, last year, Philip Lindsay got on the field and they just couldn't take him off because he was such an impactful player. But I do think Royce Freeman is a good back as well. I think we're going to see him get an opportunity this year to be much more involved. He might get 50-50 in terms of carries. I wouldn't surprise me. He might get more of an opportunity as the goal line guy. So I do think stock up in Royce Freeman. I think Philip Lindsay could be an RB2, but I do think Royce Freeman could be an RB3 this year as well because of his potential to see a lot of the goal line looks, his potential to see a lot of the workload on early downs as well uh, in a maybe close to even timeshare with Philip Lindsay would not surprise me this year. So I still think Royce Freeman is a good buy. I think he'd be a guy now's the time to maybe try to get him on your roster uh, before he really produces anything of worthwhile in fantasy. At the wide receiver position, Emmanuel Sanders, it's impossible not to say stock down. Coming off a serious Achilles tendon injury, we don't know exactly when he's going to get on the field. It might be, uh, he might start the season on the PUP. We don't know what to expect later, you know, it's already a hard injury for to ever come back. The track record is very poor and a guy his age as well, who relies so much on quickness and precise route running. Uh, I think it's gonna be very hard for Emmanuel Sanders to get back to his old self at his age. So I'm gonna say stock down on Emmanuel Sanders. I'm gonna say stock neutral on Cortland Sutton. He had an opportunity last year once they traded Demarius Thomas and, uh, and then Emmanuel Sanders got hurt to really emerge there. And we just didn't see him produce like I think people wanted him to. Okay, I'm not ready to 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 jump off ship, but I do think it's more of a stock neutral. I don't think that it's a clear stock up for him. I think we got to see him refine his route running, be a little bit more consistent in his routes, uh, show the ability to be able to handle defensive attention, the top DBs, and still win against them. It's a big step up from college competition to being the focal point of a defense in the NFL. So I think Cortland Sutton right now is a stock neutral to we kind of see how it shakes out there in that offense. Deshaun Hamilton, I'm going to say, is the stock up and the buy, the best value buy right now in the Denver offense. I think we saw down the stretch last year, he's an impactful guy who can win from the slot. I think Joe Flacco... People remember early career Joe Flacco with him pushing the ball vertically down the field a lot, uh, you know, to Torrey Smith and guys like that. But I, I, I think of more of his success with a guy, uh, you know, like Derek Mason and then his success with Steve Smith when he came over. I think Deshaun Hamilton could win in the intermediate routes, in between the numbers, in between the hash marks as a good route runner and could be Joe Flacco's security blanket. So I think Deshaun Hamilton presents the best value there. He doesn't have the upside or ceiling of Cortland Sutton, but I think he presents the best value uh, and the best and the guy I'd be buying stock in right now in the Denver passing offense. At the tight end position, I'll say stock neutral and Noah Fant. He's going to get every opportunity to emerge as the big play tight end that they drafted him to be. Rare athleticism, speed, all that for a tight end position. 
Obviously, I have some concerns about his route running and route development, how quickly that transitions, but he's going to get thrust into the role and get every opportunity to be an impactful player. I think we're going to see moments uh, early on where he makes splash plays. The consistency might not be there, but I kind of expect Noah Fant to be a tight end two this year with upside to continue to move up as well. And it'll be interesting to see how he eventually uh, develops into a more complete player. But obviously his ceiling is sky high. Right now he's probably going late round one or early round two in rookie drafts, which I understand I'd be a little bit more early round two than late round one. But I understand uh, he's got the athleticism and potential to eventually become a top five, top six tight end in fantasy. And that's what makes him so intriguing of a prospect. I just still think he's got some development and growth before he potentially gets there as well. Let's take this to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I don't know how you could say there's any room for Mahomes to grow, go up. So I'll say stock neutral on Patrick Mahomes. He says he can be a lot better this year, just in understanding defenses, reading coverages, experience. And I I can understand that. But at the same time, there's probably some touchdown regression going. We still don't know exactly about Tyree Kill and his suspension yet and what that unfolds. We don't know long-term if Tyree Kill is going to be in Kansas City. So there are some question marks, but Mahomes is a special talent. I Clearly, to me, he'd be the first quarterback in any Dynasty QB rankings. I'd still take him first in redraft leagues, in best ball leagues. He'd still be the first quarterback coming off the board. Uh, special player, his ability to play off structure, his arm talent, uh, his mobility, all that stuff uh, makes him a very uh, interest, intriguing player. And I, I think no matter what, in that offense, he's bulletproof. He's going to be a top five guy. Even if he has some regression, the touchdown numbers aren't what the staggering numbers they were last year. I still think he's very much in the mix of being one of the top fantasy quarterbacks in terms of production this year. Even if he takes a step back, he'll be right up there with the Deshaun Watsons, the Lux, the Aaron Rodgers, and he'd still be my pick to lead everybody in fantasy QB production as well. At the running back position, I'm going to say stock up on Damien Williams. I know people are have a lot of questions on him, but Carlos Hyde, they brought him there. We haven't seen him be that productive for a while now in fantasy. We saw Damien Williams down the stretch last year in the playoffs being an impactful guy. Maybe he's not going to see the target share. I mean, the, 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 the rushing workload and as many targets in the passing game as we saw down the stretch last year, but I don't think he has to, to still be a very good RB2 in fantasy in this offense. I think he's got double-digit touchdown production. I think the holes that are created by the offensive scheme make it that his yards per you know, yards per attempt are going to be high numbers. There's going to be wide rushing lanes at times. So I still think Damian Williams, even if he's a 60%, you know, guy still think could be an RB2 production. If he sees 60% of the rushing attempts and he's the, you know, one of the primary receiving backs out of the backfield, I still think that's more than enough for him to put up, you know, high end RB2 production. And if he's more than that, if he gets the type of, opportunities and workload that he got down the stretch last year, then he's an RB one. So I, I still think stock is up on Damien Williams. I don't think Carlos Hyde, the drafting of Darwin Thompson. I don't think that really impacts Damien Williams uh, opportunity. I think he's going to get every opportunity to be the guy there. I think I'll say stock neutral on Carlos Hyde. If Damian Williams does falter, I would love to have Carlos Hyde on my roster. Same thing with Darwin Thompson, the rookie. I think those guys are intriguing guys to have on your dynasty roster. 
Maybe Darwin Thompson develops into a Tariq Cohen type. I think Andy Reid can get the most out of him. So he's an intriguing third round rookie pick, I think, in most formats. Carlos Hyde is, is a good dynasty stash and, and kind of waited out. If you have Damian Williams, I'd very much want to get my hands on Carlos Hyde. Uh, but I'm not one of those people that thinks Carlos Hyde's going to win this job and take it away from Damian Williams. I think Damian Williams is a good player. He's got some flaws for sure, but I think in that offense, he could be a very productive, very good real life and fantasy back at the wide receiver position. Right now, I'm going to say stock neutral on Sammy Watkins. I think if I did this podcast um, a couple weeks ago, I would say stock up on Sammy Watkins when we thought Tyreek Hill was maybe not going to play this whole year and maybe was never going to be on the Chiefs again. But right now, it sounds like the Tyreek Hill suspension is only going to be four weeks. If it's only four weeks, I mean, Sammy Watkins goes back to being a second wide receiver on the Chiefs, a guy who's battled injuries, and maybe it's more of a low-end wide receiver two to high-end wide receiver three in in that type of format. So I think right now his this year and long-term fantasy value is very much connected to Tyree Kill. So I'll say stock neutral on Sammy Watkins. It's got the capability to go up. It's got the capability to go down. And that's not even in his own doing. That's just the depth chart and the Tyree Kill situation around him. And then you also got to take into account uh, Sammy Watkins' injury pass has obviously hindered him uh, being the guy that we all thought he was going to be when he came out of Clemson. Tyree Kill, it's impossible to say anything more than stock neutral because we just don't know. You know, again, a couple of weeks ago, it would be stock down. Didn't know if he was ever going to play again. Didn't know if he was ever going to play for the Chiefs. But now he might be back week five. And, you know, if, if, if all that other nonsense off the field is, is put to the back burner, and I don't think it should, but if it is, and he's there long term, he's connected to an elite young quarterback. So Tyree Kill becomes one of the more desirable wide receiver fantasy assets, uh, you know, in, in terms of just talking about on the football field. So it's, it's one of those things that we kind of got to still wait it out, see what the s- suspension is, see what the Chiefs do long term, uh, if they really do want to invest in this guy or not. If he goes to another team, it's impossible not to think that his value would take a little bit of a dip, you know leaving an offense like the Chiefs, leaving a a play caller like Andy Reid, a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. So it's just so many variables and factors uh, to really make a true determination on Tyree Kill moving forward. Demarcus Robinson with the Tyree Kill news, I'm going to say stock down on him. I know people were getting a little bit excited about him, but I think there's a very real possibility he is a bit player, uh, especially once Tyree Kill comes back. Maybe early on in the season, he has some moments, uh, but not a guy I'd be wanting to invest in unless it's really deep or v- very cheap value in dynasty leagues. B. Cole Hartman is a guy I was a big fan of. He was number eight or nine in my pre-draft rankings. Right after the draft, I had him as high as my top five in in the my dynasty rookie rankings. Now he's a little bit more at the back end of round one. I'm still intrigued by the skill set. We don't know what's going to happen with Tyree Kill. We don't know what's going to happen with Sammy Watkins long-term. I mean, obviously Watkins will probably be there all of this year, maybe next year, but I still think Nicole Hardman is an intriguing guy late round one or early round two of rookie drafts to attach yourselves to this offense. Big play threat, a lot of upside and potential, still developing into a better uh, receiver, but I think he the quickness, the separation ability, the big play ability, the ability to make people miss in space, I think are all top notch. So I'm still intrigued by Mikola Hardman. Uh, Travis Kelsey is stock neutral. I'm not sure his value can go much higher than it was last year. One of the best uh, and most prolific tight end seasons of all time in fantasy. Still think he's got a good few years left of being an elite tight end one there. 
Let's take this to the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to say stock neutral on Phillip Rivers. He is who he is at this point. He's a guy who I think is a QB2. Some weeks will be high-end QB2. Some weeks will be low-end QB2. A lot of weeks will be mid-QB2. He'll have a couple of splash QB1 weeks in there as well, but I think that's who Phillip Rivers is at this point. Getting up there in age, uh, but I think he's probably got a couple years left of similar production. At the running back, I'm going to say stock neutral on Melvin Gordon. He's had some injury issues in the past. They have Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson behind him. Will they invest long-term in Melvin Gordon is a question mark for the future. So I'll say stock neutral on Melvin Gordon. Still think this year, top five, top six running back you want to own in all formats. Uh, A guy that I still think has a good few years left of being in a top 10 type running back. Uh, But long-term, whether or not he's in with Los Angeles, does impact things. So, you know, that's the one wild card that we can't really know at this point right now. Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, I would say stock neutral on those guys. Do one of them emerge as the clear backup, handcuff, pass catching running back? Probably not. We saw Melvin Gordon go down last year and they kind of utilized both of those guys. I don't think Austin Eckler could take on a heavy workload if something happens to Melvin Gordon. So it'd probably be a timeshare between Eckler and Justin Jackson. I do think Justin Jackson is a guy that probably could handle a heavy workload and a receiving workload if they went that route. So Justin Jackson intrigues me a little bit more as, as the handcuff to Melvin Gordon, but Austin Eckler has some standalone value in, in most PPR leagues as well as probably an RB three. You know, I talked about Naheem Hines on the AFC South show. And I think, you know, right now Austin Eckler is a better version of that. I think he's a more consistent role in terms of the chargers offense, in terms of catching passes out of the backfield. If we take this to the wide receiver position, I'm going to say Keenan Allen. I'm going to say stock neutral. The reason I'm going to say stock neutral, love the talent, but the emergence of Mike Williams last year, the return of Hunter Henry, and them really be utilizing the run game a lot, a lot of pass, a lot of receptions to the running backs, whether it's Gordon, whether it's Eckler. I do think potentially makes Keenan Allen's ceiling a little bit lower than in years past. So stock neutral on him. Still think he's a wide receiver one. Still think he's a really good pick in the probably second round of most dynasty startups or early third round if he falls that far, depending on the the settings and the type of league. Still think he's a guy in redraft leagues who should be going probably third round. Uh, But I do think his ceiling is a little bit now limited by the touchdown potential of Mike Williams and the touchdown potential of Hunter Henry as well. Mike Williams, I'm going to say stock up. We saw him last year uh, produce. I think the arrow on him is still going up. I don't know if he's ever going to be a guy that catches 85, 90 passes, but I do think he's a guy that could be a double-digit touchdown producer year in and year out and be in that 65 to 75 catch range. So if he's in that 65 to 75 catch range and he has double-digit touchdown potential, I think he's got the capability to be a wide receiver two in fantasy or a high-end you know, wide receiver three. It all depends on the, where the touchdown total stops. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if Keenan Allen could be a wide receiver one, two, can Mike Williams also be a wide receiver two, three, Melvin Gordon, a top six running back, Hunter Henry, a top six tight end. Could all of that happen in this offense? I think it is legitimate questions that we don't really know the answers to right now with the return of Hunter Henry this year and what that does. It could dip into Mike Williams uh, touchdown share a little bit, but I still think stock up on Mike Williams. I just, kind of want to see him produce a little bit more this year with Hunter Henry before I think he's a lock to be a potential double-digit touchdown guy year in and year out. At the tight end position, 
but real quick at the wide receivers, I don't think anyone else really of value. Dylan Cantrell, intriguing guy. Keep an eye on him. Uh, Travis Benjamin, I think he is who he is at this point. Vertical threat. Occasionally, I'll make a big play. So I think all those guys are stock neutral. Uh, no real value there. Tight end position, Hunter Henry. I still want to say stock up on him. I think the potential for him to be a top six tight end is there. Obviously, the big three of Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle is in their own tier. I think Hunter Henry is very much in that Evan Ingram, OJ Howard tier. I do think he's not going to see as much targets and opportunity as OJ Howard and Evan Ingram, but I do think his touchdown potential is just as high, if not higher than all of those guys. Uh, We saw him be very efficient and a very good player early on in his career. Obviously we got to see him come back from the injury that caused him to miss all of last season, but he'd still be a guy I'd want on my fantasy rosters for sure. And let's finish this out with the Oakland Raiders. Obviously, uh, Derek Carr at the quarterback position. I'm going to say stock up on Derek Carr only because he got the addition of Antonio Brown as a kind of big addition. Uh, second year in uh, John Gruden's offense. So I do think he can potentially get back to being a high-end to mid-end QB2. Uh, I think that's possible with potentially even low QB1 production if Antonio Brown still uh, puts up numbers comparable to what we last saw. Do I think he's the long-term answer in Oakland? I'm not ready to say that. So long-term, I don't know if he, what his value is. Uh, but this year, I think he could be, I think his stock is up with the addition of Antonio Brown. Josh Jacobs, obviously, you know my thoughts on Josh Jacobs. He's my number one pre-draft and post-draft rookie. He'd be my pick with the 101 pick in any rookie drafts. Uh, think he's going to be a guy who 16 to 18 touches a week, but very, very impactful touches impactful receiver out of the backfield guys are going to get opportunity to be the touchdown guy as well. I love Josh Jacobs overall game. I think he's a blend of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram in terms of his physicality, toughness, his ability to make people miss his pass catching ability, uh, his explosion. I'm a fan of Josh Jacobs, the rest of the running backs stock down Doug Martin, Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington, obviously Isaiah Crowell's out the season. Uh, all those guys are just backups, I think, handcuffed, unless something happens to Josh Jacobs. Don't see any of those guys being very fantasy viable. At the wide receiver position, I already talked about Antonio Brown. I'm going to say stock down only because he was an elite player in Pittsburgh for all those years. That offense was perfect for him. He had Ben Roethlisberger, who was a better quarterback. So I think it's possible He's not going to be as good as what we've seen of Antonio Brown, but I still think he's going to be a wide receiver one and produce. I just don't know if it's going to be at the top five level that we're accustomed to. He's also starting to age a little bit as well, but I still think uh, he's going to be a very good wide receiver this year. Wide receiver one, I think. I just think he is not at the level he maybe was for Pittsburgh. Uh, So I just think it's natural. Uh, Tyra Williams, I'm going to say stock neutral. I think he's going to have some moments here or there, but I think, between Antonio Brown, heavy ground game with Josh Jacobs. I think Tyree Williams is going to be a little inconsistent. Uh, so he's going to have some splash weeks, other weeks, not so much. So I'll say stock neutral on him. If he develops into a more consistent player, then stock up on him. But I think right now, even though he's the clear cut start, second starter there, uh, I do think it's a little bit more of a stock neutral, a little bit wait and see uh, in terms of how much Antonio Brown uh, is getting in terms of looks, targets, opportunity, all that stuff. And then the rest of the wide receivers, JJ Nelson, uh, Ryan Grant, I'm going to say stock neutral on any of those guys. I don't think any of those guys are really going to get a chance to develop too much. I don't think they're, you know, 
people expected much of them. Be interesting to watch rookie Hunter Renfro. I think he could quickly emerge as their slot wide receiver. So, you know, if he does, he could be a Adam Humphreys type player in PPR leagues. Uh, but I just don't know if there's enough target share to go around for that to be this year or even next year, to be honest with you. That might be further down the line uh, in a couple of years. Maybe he can be a wide receiver for a four in PPR formats. At the tight end position, I'm going to say stock up on Darren Waller just because of the news that's came out in this offseason. I think he's been intriguing on Darren Waller. He might get an opportunity to be their pass-catching tight end. We saw the production Jared Cook had last year, so John Gruden's offense does open things up for tight ends. Uh, Carr likes targeting his tight end, so I think Waller is an intriguing guy. And then keep an eye on Foster Moreau, uh, the rookie tight end out of LSU, who I think has some untapped pass-catching ability as well. They invested a fourth-round pick in him. He might get an opportunity if Darren Waller uh, falters in that role. So there it is, guys. Every single team, all 32, finished up with the AFC West today, talking about the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Guys, hopefully you enjoyed this dynasty stock report summer series i know a lot of people uh this is the downtime a little bit before football really kicks into high gear before fantasy drafts really start kicking off but hopefully you enjoyed these you got something out of them whether it's a different opinion different take than maybe other people's out there uh i know i really enjoy doing them so if you have any questions for me please reach out to me on twitter always enjoy talking to you about any of these guys uh and just interacting hearing your thoughts uh, hearing you think about what I said always is fun to, to talk about it. So on behalf of David Nakano, our sound and tech engineer, and myself, thank you for joining us. And we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.